Monday is us and read me romance. <laughs> we just like Can to start off on that? a modest note. Yeah, is that is that fair to say that it's amazing because of us? It's Alessandra no. Torre week um, on Read Me Romance. We're really excited. We are going to play Rolling the Dice for you guys. It's um, like sexy casino mm-hmm. seduction. It's it's hot. It's hot. And <laughs> it, this is like in the world of her even money. There's a, a book called Even Money that's out right now. It's in that same world. And uh, actually, Even Money's on sale right now. But I'll talk about that later. So yeah, we're going to play Rolling the Dice for you. This is like Casino Manager, Unrequited Love. There's some crotch flashing <laughs> in the first chapter. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? No, she's doing it on purpose. It's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> I was thinking... You know, this is- well, I was going to say, this is a duet, right? The first book, the, there's even money. And so it, it was a duet together. And so this is like kind of a bonus story. I think she wanted to write about this certain character. So I'm really excited to listen to it because yes. I love her. Me too. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, is this your first Alessandra Torre book? Have you ever read her before? This was my first one. And I've Absolutely. like already, I've gone and downloaded Tripping on Tripping on a Halo. I've gone and downloaded, yep. yeah, several. Like, I want to read The Girl in 6E, most of all, because that sounds like a okay. psychological one. Like a psychological yeah, thriller. Yeah, you, w- you would love it. Knowing what I know about you, you would love it. So that one was like one of my favorites by her. And it's not super sexy. The first time I read it, there was actually, there was no sex. There wasn't anything like that in it. And then she went back and she rewrote it and started to expand it. So I think there's more, there's obviously more than one book to it now, but originally it was just the girl in 6E. And it was about this girl who has like agoraphobia, but it's only because she's afraid she's going to kill someone. Like she's just, She's staying home in her house because she knows in her mind that if she leaves, she's going to murder someone. Like, she has these tendencies. And it's really fucking cool. I can really relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) If I leave this house right now, I'm going to kill somebody. (laughs) So, it's a trilogy now. So, like, the first one is The Girl in 6E. Then there's Do Not Disturb. And then there's If You Dare. So, they're all together. It's She kind of expanded it into what happens. But what's really cool, and it's not giving anything away, but the girl that's there, she has everything delivered to her house, which is like Melissa at Amazon. (laughs) So everything comes to her house via Amazon. Pretty much. And then, so she kind of falls for the uh, the delivery guy. So the UPS delivery guy. Oh, I love that. She kind of has a thing for. But it's not like a romance at all. She wants him in the fact that she thinks she's going to kill him. And so, like, it's it's really Is he really a delivery guy, or is he... Like, no, he's he... really a delivery guy. Oh, he's and not he's like a secret a spy or something? <laughs> no, he's this sweet, innocent man who oh my has God, I a, love that. Who is like super attracted to her and she's afraid she's going to murder him. Like, it's just, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever read before. It shocked me how much I loved it. It was so cool and so different. And it was a really great story. 
But that wasn't the first Alessandra book I read. My Jersey girl, Jeanette, and I, we always talk about Blindfolded Innocence. And if you've heard anything about Alessandra Is it Blind Innocence or Blindfolded Innocence? Blindfolded Innocence. Yeah, Blindfolded Innocence. So that was, I think, maybe her first ever book. I read it with the original cover, which... I'm pretty sure it might be Alessandre on the front of it, but it's so fucking dirty. And it does kind of look like doesn't her. Doesn't it? Because we talked uh-huh. about this before, Mel, with Jeanette, where we're like, is it her? And you remember it? It's like where her knees I re- are up and like. She I remember people her- talking about it and speculating on whether or not it was her. And like, obviously. Oh my gosh. It could be. It's she could be so on the cover hot. of any of her books. She's very, oh, very yeah. beautiful, She's striking gorgeous. woman. <laughs> Um, yeah. I know. I love when she dresses up. It's like, whoa. And then she can dress down into like this comfy down to her chick. And yeah. still she just looks crazy hot all I the time. I hope she's listening to this and realizing we all have girl crushes on her now. Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. She's so statuesque as well. And she wears really tall heels. She's and a gorgeous. pretty smile. Then, just like the most beautiful smile. Mm-hmm, sure. When she talks, though, she has like a soft innocence to mm-hmm. her. Oh, yeah. Like you wouldn't think she would writing these nasty, dirty, <laughs> hot books. Like, you're like, maybe she's a virgin. Alexa Riley. Oh, no. Heroine. Have you seen her husband? That bitch is not a virgin. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. So, uh, Everybody go follow Alessandra Tori on Instagram right now. Let me see if I can Just to her see her husband. Really I mean, dear Lord. So, Blindfolded Innocence, though, the reason I love it, it's not only because of that cover that it could possibly be her, but because of the story itself. She said it's kind of how, like, her and her husband met is is sort of similar to the story of Blindfolded Innocence. In the book, there's um, a lawyer, and the girl comes on as a paralegal, and all this shit happens, and it's just filthy. But as Jeanette and I like to say, it is a very adult romance. If you are at all like, you know, if you're, if your book has to be safe, if you know, there's no cheating, this book is not for you because this book is very open and it's just, it's filthy, but it's adults that are agreeing to do these filthy things together. So it's like they're sharing and there's you know, I'll, I'll, it's just, I don't want to ruin anything. I can get on board with you, that. As long as everybody's consenting to it and everybody's yeah, like, yeah, like really absolutely. honestly into it, mm-hmm. not just saying they're into it, but they're not really yeah. into it. Well, and, I can get on board and with there's, that. There's a scene too, where she's with like another woman and he's watching and she doesn't know. And, or he's like fucking someone else. And she's, she might not know, but it's all consensual. Like, it's all like, no, this is just how it is. It's like I said, it, we always like to say it's the adult romance. <laughs> so, uh, so Alessandra Tori's, her Instagram is Alessandra Tori 4. It's A L E S S A N D R A T O R R E. And then the number four. So go. Yeah. Go look. Yeah. Go forth. <laughs> and we'll also, we'll tag her and all the stuff this week too. We so should see if we can try and get it out of her um, during this week. If that's her on the cover, we should try and get her to Yeah, yeah. Know. The Blindfolded Innocence one, if you can go back to the original one, it's like the girl's knees are up and she's got her hands together, clenched in like a, like a fist together and it's over her crotch. And it's like so fucking filthy. And it got banned from Amazon, but it's so hot. Oh my God. 
God, it's so good. I remember when she was reshooting the cover for um the girl in 6E, she was posting up like how they did it. And I don't know if that's her. E- I, don't, I think it might be her on the cover. Because it's, if you've ever seen the girl in 6E, it's this gorgeous silhouette of a very tall, strikingly thin woman. And it's just <laughs> beautiful. And I wonder if that's her too. So... Yeah, and then I have so many... I could sit here for an hour and talk about all my favorite books she wrote. I really want to read Moonshot. I feel like that's the one. The one with the the baseball player, on the girl baseball player on the cover, she's holding a baseball behind her back. And I was like, that looks something... That looks just like a glamorous... I don't know. Mm -hmm. The cover is so appealing. I think a lot of people really like that one and Hollywood Dirt because they were more contemporary romances. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Dirt got made into a movie on Passion Flicks as well. That's so if right. you guys That's have right. that. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, those were both like more of her contemporary romances. I like more of her dark ones. Um, do you remember that book, Mel Black Lies, that we read like back in the day? Yes. I tell people about that book all the time. I had a friend of mine, my friend Sophie Jordan, who's an author. She is like really good at, she's like a great person to recommend, like that recommends books. She always has a great rec. And she, I think she, like, gave me the full story. Like, she told me the whole story of that book in, like, one sitting. And I was just wrapped. Yeah. I was like, get out of here. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I know. Because it's like a mind fuck, too, right? My, I yeah, have, like, my cousin yeah. who doesn't read. And she'll be like, oh, I want to get into reading. And I've told her to read her. And I was like, let me tell you one of her stories. <laughs> and she sat down and I told her. And she's, like, the whole time, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love when somebody, <laughs> like, when you are, like, do you care if I tell you the ending? And then you just can go full throttle and tell someone the whole book beginning to end and like, yeah. and do the big reveal and watch their face. It's my favorite. We're not going to do that now. No. Okay? Just so we're clear. We're not you can do that. that to me, Tessa. I'm an in reader. Okay. And a rereader. No. I reread books like four to five times. Oh my god! So it doesn't, I don't care if I know the whole story. I'm still going to read it. No, I, I want pretty- no spoilers. I don't want to know anything. I want you to tell me all right, this is a this book is about a guy and a girl, and it's set in Scotland. That's all I want to know. I don't want to know anything else. I think that I get too excited and I read too fast. But if I know what's going to happen, I'll slow down and enjoy all the details. I mean, as long as I know there's a happily ever after, I'm kind of you know, I'm pretty much in. I have a friend named Siri who like. We used to get together uh, for brunch on Sundays or like for a She's night out. She's not real. She, I, she had the name <laughs> Siri before before Apple created it. I swear to God, it's spelled the same way and everything. I know you think she's your friend, <laughs> but she's not. So um, she we she would like literally just recap the night uh, date Dateline NBC. Like she would recap the entire episode for us, and she wouldn't miss a beat. And it was incredible. Like she would tell it better Ooh, I'd than like that. And we yeah, would get together just to that. hear them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds really cool. I, I would be okay with something like that where it was a short one. But a book where there's a lot of story developments, um, I'm not down for. Like, I just want to know it. I, I just want to know from, I don't want to know anything. I want to discover it myself. I mean, but like a show like that. Oh, yeah. My husband does that all the time. That's his favorite thing to do is watch like House of Cards. I've never seen an episode. I know the whole fucking thing because his favorite thing to do. And I really like it, too, though, is like he'll watch a show and I'll be laying down in bed like reading or something. He'll come in and he'll be like, OK, let me tell you about this show. And he'll tell me the whole thing. I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go watch another episode. And then he'll do the same thing. So it's kind of fun. Like I get to watch like know the show like it's sort of revealed that way and he enjoys telling it to me 
I think. Have you ever watched Gay of Thrones on YouTube? Oh, that's the hairdresser no. guy, right? It's Jonathan that Van Ness from yeah. um, from from uh, this. Uh, what do they just queer call it? Queer Eye now? I don't yeah, know. If they, uh, they don't call it for the straight guy anymore. Just Queer Eye. Uh, yeah, it's the the like grooming guy. He's amazing, and he has a podcast called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Highly recommend. But he also has this like web show. I, I think it's on YouTube called Gay of Thrones, where he just like recaps episodes of Game of Thrones while redoing like doing someone's hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it looks really cute. I think it won an Emmy. Like I Did think it that really, I really do. Shut yeah. up. No, I'm that's serious. Awesome. I'm pretty sure it won, or if it didn't win, it was at least nominated for. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Can somebody recap one of our podcasts? Or like <laughs> Leah would shut up about this. Tessa, blah blah blah. That would be amazing. That yeah. would be amazing. So Can you don't get- have to listen. Is that is that what you're saying? So you don't have to listen to this smell. Fuck you. Get <laughs> off of here. Wait, maybe that's not a good idea. You know who would be really good at it? Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Oh, like melodic oh, Irish God. accent. Our podcast every Jesus week? Christ. Can we do that? All right. Somebody write this down. I want to set up a, a portion of the website for a blog post where she takes every episode oh and she recaps it. I would fucking die. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We have that to do it. The, we have to. That's, that's re- the greatest. I swear e- to God. Write the date down. It's happening. I'm right. I wrote it down. Eagle recaps. We have to come up with a really, you have to come up with a really good name for it, Leah. That's your department, though. Okay. All right. She's just going to shit on it. Whatever I call it, she's going to make fun of it. <laughs> but that's kind of a good eagle shits on Read Me Romance, we could call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Eagle shits on RMR. <laughs> a flyby like a bird. A flyby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we have the name. I think we did it. Okay, great. I love it. It's so good. God. I forgot to talk about like how this podcast works uh, in the beginning of this episode. Oh, for those of too you late, who are too late. no, for those of you who are just tuning in for Alessandra Torre, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Tess is going to give you the rundown because she's got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every week we have a different author on Read Me Romance with an original novella, and we break it up into five sections, and we play one section per day, Monday through Friday, and then we like wrap it up on Friday with the happily ever after. So that's what we're going to do this week with Rolling the Dice by Alessandra Torre. And I'm excited. Well, I just... I wanted to say a couple of other um, Alessandra Torre recommend, recommendations. I did say that Hollywood Dirt, Moonshot, were a little bit more contemporary. Her new one, Tripping on the Halo, is more like rom-com. If you like something that's a little bit darker, a little bit dirtier, a little bit more open. She also has a series called The Dumont Diaries. It was a four-part release that she did, and I had to wait on every goddamn part. But it was <laughs> so fucking good. And I think it's now all been redone, and it's all together. So I think that's in one purchase. But that was like one of my favorite books, The DeMont Diaries, if you okay. guys want to go check that one out. Yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing I wanted to say before we start playing this is that we're all going to be at the same book signing in uh, August. Oh, yeah. In August. Yeah. So mark your calendars, guys. It's the coat. Oh, I wanted to say something. Say oh, something. Go, go for it. No, you go. Say um, everything. 
I feel like this was your idea to talk about this, well, you so didn't, you should You didn't even tell them where the siding was. I was getting, <laughs> I was getting there. That's why I was like, oh, I'll wait. I have the website right now. Okay, I was just going to say that you can sign up for text alerts, and I randomly text you random stuff or just new releases, and I also actually respond to you if you text me. <laughs> People have been being shocked by this. You're going to regret saying say that something, so hard. and I'm like, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And they're like, wait, are you really texting me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till like 10 years from now when like maybe this, we're not doing this podcast anymore and people are still going back and listening to it that you're going to get text messages from <laughs> probably yeah, 10 years earlier. Okay. So yeah, it's the COPA signing. It's in New York City on August 24th. And if you want to buy tickets, uh, it's COPA authors in ny.com so c-o-p-a authors in ny.com and yeah it's august 24th and it's i think it's the first signing that all three of us will be at since the podcast and they're putting us together oh they are awesome so jeanette's gonna be my assistant again (laughs) no (laughs) she is never doing that get your own yeah we're not letting her go no i she basically just comes over to steal my things that you guys need that's really what, what sh- how she assists me. Okay, so should we go ahead and play the first installment of um, Rolling the Dice by Alessandra? Let's oh. do it. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Chapter One. Stephanie. Let's imagine the perfect man. 6'3", with a body like The Rock, but a face that could have its own modeling career. Then let's add in some bad boy, a background in security, and fists that knew how to protect himself. Toss in enough shady dealings to add an air of mystery and danger. Now the kicker? A promotion that makes him your boss, a smile that reveals his playful side, and bedroom eyes that manage to unzip your dress without even trying. I found that man. Hell, every woman in Biloxi, Mississippi found that man. Dario Capece. And we all been making fools of ourselves over him for the last umpteen years. But I had come close. So close. Close enough that he asked me on a date. Three blissful hours. And then a second, though it hadn't ended in the panty-ripping way I had hoped for. Then disaster struck in the form of a leggy brunette with diamonds in her ears the size of cherries. Gwen Hawk strolled in our casino on her daddy's arm and somehow managed, in the course of three days, to snatch Biloxi's most eligible bachelor away. Like, away, away. This afternoon, he will be Vegas-bound on a private jet, heading off to run one of Gwen's daddy's hotels. Rumor is, he's getting seven figures a year and all of the Gwen Hawk pussy he wants. Do I sound bitter? I might be just a wee bit. Bitter and hell-bent on revenge in whatever way I could get it. Which brings us to the decidedly unperfect man, Trip Reinhardt. Also tall, thinner than Dario with a different sort of beauty. He's the scowling type, when he's not glaring or ignoring you altogether. He grew up on the same rough streets as Dario, but it didn't make him dangerously attractive just scary. 
And rumor has it he has a kinky streak and a ginormous penis, a combination which seems to give me an equal measure of confusion and arousal whenever his icy stare makes its way over to me. He's fired me. Twice. Hired me back, but with stiff reprimands each time. And he's like a brother to Dario, a closeness which makes him my best and worst chance at attention-getting revenge. So, yeah. That's why I'm in the casino bar three hours after our accounting manager told us to go home, pack a bag, and evacuate. An hour ago, an alarm blared, clearing the casino floor. Thirty minutes ago, I heard a housekeeper say that they were going room to room kicking out guests. And five minutes ago, I pulled off my panties in the bathroom and returned to my bar stool, ordering a second Cosmo and waiting for Tripp's meeting with casino executives to finish. We're closing up soon. Clint pushed the martini toward me. Shouldn't you be out of Mississippi by now? I shrugged. Shouldn't you be? The top dogs have to drink. You know that. He smiled at me. Their tips make it worth the risk. I eyed the trio of men at the high top by the high roller slots room. Trip and two suits from corporate. They had a map of the property spread out and were going over, best I could tell, evacuation proceedings. In the last half hour, they'd been interrupted several times by the security managers reporting on different parts of the building. One of the suits stood and offered Trip his hand. I took a deep sip of the martini and steeled myself. The second exec followed suit, and I watched the men walk out together and Trip's head drop, his attention back on the map. I swiveled on the stool facing him and snuck a glance around, verifying that the bar was empty. Crossing my legs, I pinched the hem of my skirt, inching it higher on my thighs. My normal seduction skills maxed out with a few saucy looks. I'd attracted Dario with the unlikely combination of stuttering and blushes. But I'd need to up my game with Trip, which is why I was sporting my first Brazilian wax and about to go full Sharon Stone and flash him across the bar. I waited until he straightened, his hand running through his hair, his attention caught by a large Korean couple who hustled past the bar toward the exit, their suitcases rattling behind them. He glanced back then paused, his gaze flitting to me and sticking. While Dario Capece could charm the dress off any woman with his cocky smile, Trip Reinhardt had an entirely different weapon, his glare. He pinned me with it his face darkening, and I uncrossed my legs slowly, attempting the sultry motion that Sharon Stone had perfected, and left one heel hooked on the bar rail while the other brushed the floor, the angle one which should give him a clear view up my short skirt. I held my breath, masking my nerves behind my martini glass, and I slowly took a sip, holding his eye contact as I forced myself to weather his storm. He immediately moved, crossing the opulent space and leaning forward, his mouth at my ear. What are you doing, Stephanie? He rested his weight on the bar on either side of me, caging me in. I tossed my hair over one shoulder and inhaled the clean scent of his cologne. I'm having a drink, Trip. What are you doing? At the moment, trying to keep my dick from slicing a hole through my slacks. He turned his head, meeting my eyes. But you didn't answer my question. 
What are you doing? I lifted my glass in response, taking a healthy sip of the bitter mixture. You play a slut well, but we both know what is underneath those clothes, Steph. He tugged at the bottom hem of my dress, pulling it to my knee before turning to head back to his table. You have no idea what's under my clothes. I smirked at him and he stopped his retreat, turning slowly on the heels of those expensive Italian leather dress shoes. His eyes drug over the length of my body and he'd smiled. I have a little bit of an idea, he said softly. But that's not what I meant, and you know it. Yeah, I knew what he meant. Straight Steph. That's what they all knew me as. Goody two-shoes, little Miss Perfect. I'd heard every snide comment made over the last 23 years. For the most part, they'd all been right. I'd always followed the rules. Went to bed early, turned in perfect reports early, didn't curse, didn't drink, not until I'd turned to the legal age to. But it didn't mean that I didn't have a secret wild side, just that I'd never explored it before. I was ready to explore it. Losing Dario made me want to do the opposite of everything I normally did, which is why I was right here flashing the most intimidating man I knew. His eyes dropped to the martini glass in my hand. How many of those have you had? He raised one deliciously dark eyebrow. Does it matter? His eyes cut to Clint, then back to me. I gave the order to clear the admin floor several hours ago which is why I'm not there. What I'm trying to figure out, he said evenly, is why you are here and not getting to a safe place. We have a fucking hurricane 50 miles off the coast. There are other things I'm more interested in. I lifted the glass and took a sip, watching him over the sugar-dipped rim. Was this working? I'd never seduced a man before. I'd spent last night in front of the mirror attempting a sultry look and found that if I hid behind things, they came across a little better. Hence my glass in hand. He rested one hand on the bar and leaned in, his other hand falling on my knee. You've got to stop giving me those looks, Steph. A fissure of arousal ran straight from his hand to the place between my legs, my confidence growing at the rough edges of his words. Or else what? I turned my head and met his eyes. Don't test me. He growled, and I shivered a little under his direct gaze. There was a reason the casino floor never had issues, why everything on the first floor ran with precision. It was because Trip ruled by fear, Everyone quaked under his stare, and now he was sliding his hand further up my thigh. Between my legs, my body hummed, the bare skin sensitive and already throbbing at the possibilities of what was to come. I thought of the rumors, all backed up by the folios I've processed for his suite. It's the most interesting part of my day, typing in his room charges and attempting to create an explanation for each one. They were never boring. Room service charges at 4 a.m. of only whipped cream. Explicit movie charges at 2 in the afternoon. A deep clean that took housekeeping six hours with rumors of ripped curtains, a broken bed, and two naked women still asleep on the porch lounges. Trip Reinhardt worked like an animal, but he partied and seemed to fuck 
just as hard. And tonight that's what I wanted. I wanted something to make me forget everything. I wanted a man to look at me and not turn around and run off with someone else. I wanted to prove to myself and to Dario that I didn't need him to give me orgasms or make me happy. I wanted to prove that I had other options and make him red with jealousy. As if he could read my mind, Tripp's eyes darkened. Is this about Dario? No. His mouth twitched, those delicious lips curving into a knowing smile. Sure it isn't. Still, as if in defiance of his thoughts, his hand moved higher up my thigh, the action hidden from casino floor by his body. My legs parted a little and I swallowed a groan at the possessive and confident sweep of his palm. You need to go home, Steph. Pack up that car and head north. His hand slowed, taking its time as he moved higher, my thighs parting wider, waiting for him. Who was I? What was I doing? This wasn't me. Stephanie Wilson should be fully gassed up, two cases of water and a package of dry goods in the trunk, already over the Mississippi line and halfway to my sister's house in Atlanta. I should be watching the hurricane approach from her sofa, a sweet tea in hand, and wondering if Dottie Stickleburr and her three cats got out in time. But I wasn't thinking about Dottie or her Siamese or my sister. I was ignoring my Ford Fiesta sitting on the third floor of the parking garage, bottled waters in tow, and spreading my legs in the middle of the Beau Rivage's bar in front of a dozen guests and the bartender. I snuck a glance at Clint and saw him wiping down glasses on the other end of the bar, his back to us. Tripp could probably fuck me on this bar top and he wouldn't turn around. He'd probably skirt around my bouncing feet and deliver drinks without so much of a second look. That was what everyone did around Tripp and Dario, they owned everyone within these walls, and we all danced to whatever beat they were playing at the time. He reached my freshly waxed core, and his fingers played softly over my bare skin as if testing the keys on a keyboard. An exploratory touch traced down the line of my slit and then pressed in between. Oh my God, Trip Reinhardt was touching me, in the middle of the bar, at the casino, Tripp was touching me, and whatever I'd hoped to occur, it was certainly not this. His fingers pushed inside of me, and I gasped, the glass falling out of my hand. Easy. He caught the glass before it fell from my stool and onto the floor, setting it down on the bar while still delicately torturing me with his hand. I looked into his face and found him watching me. His forehead creased as he focused on his exploration of my, oh God. My hand flayed out and I grabbed at his shirt. He found what he wanted and his mouth curved into a smile, his finger rubbing leisurely over my G-spot. That's it, he said softly and angled himself closer to me, shielding our activity from Clint and the rest of the bar. Still, I could hear everything. The muffled conversation of the TV sportscasters, the music and chimes of the slot machine room, the sound of the sink as Clint ran the water. I couldn't do this here. I was an employee. I don't know what I'd been thinking, sashaying down here without panties and flashing trip, but I'd envisioned something behind closed doors, my actions private, and not something that could risk my entire job. Only, I wasn't really risking my job. 
not with Trip involved. He was untouchable. And I, I lost the next thought, his touch quickening, excruciatingly perfect as it strummed over my swollen pleasure center. I was going to come, so embarrassingly quick and right here in the bar in such a public place. One of my heels fell off, hitting the floor with a crack that seemed loud enough to wake the dead. No one noticed and I began to pant, my hand tightening on Tripp's shirt, twisting at the fabric. He leaned forward, his mouth against my ear. Look at you, you filthy thing. Who would have thought that innocent little Stephanie Wilson had such a sweet and hungry pussy? I bit at his neck to stifle my scream, digging my teeth in and moaning, my hips twitching, his touch commanding, my body spasming around his hand as the pleasure radiated out from his touch. It was quick and sharp, ending as soon as it began, and I was needy and desperate when he withdrew his hand, dragging it along my thigh, his fingers leaving a wet trail that showed exactly how much I'd enjoyed his touch. He reached into his pocket and I envisioned him wiping off his hand on the fabric of the slacks. When he pulled it out, he had a gold key card. Setting it on the bar next to my empty glass, he leaned forward and spoke into my ear. You know my room number. I'll be up there, waiting. Yanking my dress back down to cover my knees, he pulled two twenties from his wallet and set them on the bar, knocking on the granite top to get Clint's attention. Close up, he ordered. Clint nodded and I watched as Tripp gave me one hard look, then turned and left, his tall figure winding through the empty tables. I looked down at his room key, my body still twitching from my orgasm, and saw the smear of my arousal across its glossy surface. I'll be up there, waiting. He had spoken with such confidence. Then again, Tripp didn't issue orders without someone jumping to perform. I stood, grabbed the key, and fled the bar. Above me, the lights flickered and a fleeing guest let out a low hiss of anticipation. The storm was growing closer. Hey, everybody, we're back. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hope you enjoyed that first installment. That's going to be great. Oh, and the uh, I was going to say the two books that are also in this series, it's a duet, Even Money and Double Down. The heroine in this book is a character um, she's introduced in Even Money. So if you want to know kind of like her backstory and what led to this and all that good stuff, you can go check out both of those. I think you said they're on sale. Yeah, Even Money is on sale for 99 cents and it's on Kindle Unlimited. Make sure you grab that. Like I said, it's a duet too. So the other book in that series is called Double Down. So make sure you read Even Money first. Tripping on a Halo um, just came out as well. And that's on Kindle Unlimited as well. So that's a... And it's got an audio book already. Ooh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Oh, I meant to say too earlier, another one of my favorite ones by her is Sex Love Repeat. Have you guys read that one? Do you know about that one? That was I know the I know the plot. 
Yeah, that one was. I, I can see the cover. In yeah, my head. I don't want to give away too much because that's another one that's like Black Lies. You really don't want to know going in because the surprise is so good. But that one was another one that I I really really liked while I was reading it, and I and that was really different, and it just sort of surprised me about how it went. And so both of those I really really enjoyed. So go check those out. All right, we'll t- uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Leah, tell them what to do. Oh, fuck your day up. Make sure you're a bitch. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's the new Bye. year. Turn over a new goddamn leaf, all right? <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read. 